Hi there. Kenny Scott from the NRL Sunday Session podcast here to remind you that while we're coming up to the grand final, it is never too early to start talking about origin. And that's why right now we're talking about the Coates Golden Ticket Competition. Coates is giving you the chance to win two golden tickets to each State of Origin game in 2022. To find out more, just go to coatesgoldenticket.com.au. Now, let's get on with the show. This week's episode of the Sunday Session Podcast, I'd like to apologise in advance for some patchy audio coming from our special guest. Please bear with us. He has some fantastic insights we wouldn't want you to miss out on. Welcome to the Sunday Session on NRL.com, the podcast we take you through uh, every game from the previous weekend. The second last weekend of the season is now behind us, the prelims, two thrilling games. Um, we now have our grand finalists. The Panthers will play the Rabbitohs. A uh, little bit of a surprise in one of those. We'll get to all of that. Uh, my name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined, as always, by my co-pilot, Kenny Scott. Kenny, thank you for being here. CK, wonderful to be here. It all comes down to this. How exciting. And uh, for the second time this year, Broncos, Maroons, Kangaroos legend, now Channel 9 commentator Sam Thiday is here. Sam, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I don't know if you can call me a commentator. I haven't done any work for the last uh, three weeks, but uh, I get the call up for the big game. I must be rolling out the big dogs for the grand final. (laughs) That's exactly right. Channel 9 employee, can we run with that? (laughs) Yeah, we'll run with that. <laughs> um, let's talk about some games. Uh, the, we'll start with the uh, the more recent of the two, the Saturday game. The Storm uh, went down to the Panthers 10 points to six. Um, Sam, do you reckon Craig Bellamy would be more disappointed with the result or more disappointed with the fact that his team uh, played well below their best? Uh, to be honest, I think he'd be uh, pretty disappointed with the execution uh, on a few of their plays. Uh, you know, I thought they had a couple of opportunities in that first half to get some points, score some points, put some points on the board. They, they um, had stripped Penrith a couple of times for numbers and it was just those things that have been working for the Storm all year just didn't work uh, in Saturday's game against the, the Penrith Panthers. Uh, you know, I think uh, the first one may have been a Jennings drop uh, and, uh, you know, they, they kind of, um, you know, missed uh, a few opportunities as well. So uh, I think that's where he'd be most disappointed. Uh, he'd be happy and grateful that they got themselves in that position, but uh, really disappointed with the way that they uh, executed. How much do you reckon they missed um, Christian Welch and Brandon Smith? I know no one ever likes to, to blame in injuries, but, you know, one of the best props in the game and one of the best hookers in the game, losing them both in the first quarter of the match or the first couple of minutes of the match, in, in Christian's case, it stripped them in terms of, um, you know, just their, their gas and their, their energy. Well, I thought Christian started that game really well. He was fired up. Uh, he had to fit a Pengai Jr. fired up, um, you know, May may have even, um, if he'd stayed out there longer, maybe even forced a couple of penalties out of Tavia Pinkai Jr. as well. So um, maybe that's something we could touch on a little bit later when we start talking about Penrith. And, uh, but um, Brennan Smith was the biggest loss for him. Uh, I know that Christian Wells, hold, he holds the middle of the field together for them. Uh, he's a real forward leader. But uh, Brennan Smith, I think his combination... Uh, this year with uh, Harry Grant being out there at the same time as him. Um, I think that's something they, they miss big time. Um, you know, when that game was really close and really tight, uh, I, I know that Craig would have been looking uh, at that point in time if uh, Brennan Smith was available to get back out of the field. Uh, he would have been out there with Harry Grant and that would have been causing some uh, havoc uh, through the middle of that field. 
Kenny, what did you make of this one as a, a contest? It was certainly, it was thrilling. It was gripping. It was exhausting at times. I found it a little bit frustrating as well to watch just with all the errors and knowing that the, the teams could play better. I saw a few people saying it was the, the match of the year. I thought it was maybe a little bit of a step down in quality compared to the, the Panthers-Eels um, semi last week. Kenny, how did you sort of enjoy watching it? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the week prior, uh, Penrith and Parramatta, that was a near-perfect game, edgy seat, sort of high-stakes stuff. The stakes were, were even higher for this game, but the, the quality wasn't there. I, I don't think um, – I think Penrith probably played the much better game, I think. Melbourne just, uh, like Sam was saying, they're just doing things that normally wouldn't be like, you know, things that Mel- a Melbourne team doesn't even have to think about just weren't happening. So a lot of drop balls and that sort of stuff. But they looked – Penrith did a really good job, I think, of making them uh, – of, of rushing them. So Melbourne just looked like they were um, – they didn't ever have time and they didn't ever have space. And Melbourne's usually really good at creating their own space, but you know, the, the, the loss of Brandon Smith early on, again, as we discussed, probably had a lot to do with that. But they just felt like Penrith were always all over them, um, always in, always uh, crowding them. And that meant that Melbourne made a whole stack of errors, which is very un-Melbourne-like. So it was definitely entertaining, but no, it wasn't. I wouldn't say game of the year. I, again, I have to give that to the game last week. Sam, what did you make of the, uh, the Panthers overall? It feels like the last few weeks their attack hasn't really quite clicked together, but the last two weeks just looks like absolute premiership-level defence. Some of their scrambles, some of their, their try saves, the opportunities they've been able to, to shut down um, has to be it's probably the, the biggest confidence booster for them heading into a grand final. Well, it has been said uh, in the past that usually the best defensive team usually goes on to win the grand final. And uh, I think Penrith have, over the last two weeks, uh, really tighten the screws. Uh, they had that close uh, game uh, against um, against the Bunnies in the first round of the finals. But uh, the way they really had to hang in there against the Eels, the way they really had to hang in there against the Storm, uh, they can go into this grand final knowing that they've got plenty of points in them. They know they can score, uh, but it's a defence that's going to win them this grand final if they uh, if they if they want to uh, make sure they tighten the screws. But very, very smart start by them. I think Ivan Cleary did his homework. I uh, knew that Josh Adokar likes to be very, very tight defence. Uh, the kick over the top to Crichton. Uh, I think that was definitely a planned move, uh, something that they wanted to get on early if they had the chance and opportunity to be uh, down that uh, end of the field. And, um, you know, they did really frustrate the Melbourne Storm. And I think that's the only way that you can beat them is you get them off their game. Kenny, how do you... Um... How did you rate the uh, the Panthers' performance? They obviously had that, you know, tight loss to the to Bunnies and the the tight win over the Eels. They, you know, not entirely convincing, but just, you know, like Sam said, with the, the kick over the top, a couple of planned moves. You, you know, they took the the opportunities they needed to take to get the win. I and you know me and probably half the rugby league consuming public had com- put a red pen right through Penrith after that. After basically after the South loss, really, they lost to South, so that's you know then then things aren't coming easy for them. Um, they went in against Parramatta, had an excellent game, but it was just an epic physical battle. I, I thought they were cooked after that. And then to come out and do what they did, get, did against Melbourne, I was so surprised. I thought they would – I didn't think it would be an easy game for Melbourne, but I just thought Melbourne would sort of, you know, Melbourne are fresh. they just come through and roll through them, put them through the Melbourne machine, and they come out, you know, bruised and battered. But it was – Penrith just had the team – with the team with all the energy. It, it was amazing. I think um, their fan – like. Uh, the, the team and the fans of Penrith should just be so proud and so happy uh, with what that team displayed because uh, yeah, the, the last two finals games did not, uh, did not um, indicate that they were going to come out and have a performance like that against Melbourne. I thought it was uh, really well done from them. 
Sam, it wouldn't be a grand final build-up without a few uh, question marks and Willie or Woney regarding some whether it's injury or judiciary. In this case, it looks like being injury. Uh, Tavita Pangai has got a bit of a knee strain. James Fisher-Harris didn't look 100% uh, yesterday. Nathan Cleary is obviously manage- managing that um, shoulder issue. It sounds like Pangai is probably the one in the uh, the most doubt. He's obviously a, a latecomer to this team uh, mid-season, but he's made an impact in the time that he's been there. He'd be a, a big out if he wasn't to, to be able to back up. Since he came uh, into that Penrith system, he's been absolutely brilliant for him. Uh, we always knew he was a brilliant player at the Brisbane Broncos, but it was just so hard to uh, get that consistency out of him. But I, I think uh, you know, being in a winning environment with some uh, some great senior players around him, uh, I think that's really helped him come out of his shell. I, I think if Ivan was to, to make a tough call, I think that uh, Tavita would probably be, uh, you know, if he's a 50-50, you know, he, he would probably lean the other way. But with the Fisher-Harris, uh, he's been there for a long period of time. He's he's carried this team through uh, a few games, uh, not just this year, but in previous years as well with his carries and the way he plays, his energy. So if, if Fisher-Harris is a 50-50, I'm sure that he gets in and, 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 clear, and, and Ivan will give him up until the last minute, I, I think, to uh, play in that grand final because it's a, it's a well-deserved grand final. And, um, you know, I, I think that... Um, you know, even though Wayne Bennett is coaching uh, the Bunnies and they uh, have shown some form over the last couple of weeks, I think Penrith are going into this uh, red-hot favourites. They've, um, uh, they've been there only recently. I was going to ask you about that. It's obviously, I mean, you know how hard it is to get to a grand final, let alone win one. Do you think that experience, you know, that the heartbreak to Melbourne uh, last year is going to stand them in good stead next week? we just got to look how some of those players have grown and developed. Uh, since then, I thought... Uh, Nathan's uh, had a fantastic uh, uh, representative uh, career since that point in time. But, um, you know, they're just lucky and fortunate enough that they're back-to-back grand finals. Uh, they've done the hard work. They, they knew they had to beat Melbourne. Kenny, how do you rate the uh, the storm season when the, the dust has settled? Obviously, you know, 19 straight wins, minor premiership, look close to unbeatable most of the year. and save their, their worst to last. It's, uh, you know, it's been a terrific two years, but there's going to be certainly a sense of disappointment from them with the, the way it finished. I think the fact that the, they can win 19 games in a row, reach, you know, one game short of a grand final, and everyone's probably going to call that a disappointing season, just says how the, the talks of the quality uh, of, of the team and the setup there. Because, yeah, I'm going to say as well, they probably, well, by Melbourne standards, like there's, they would, they look back and say, okay, we put in all this effort. We yeah, record equaling 19 consecutive games, but so far in the season, we were near perfect for so long. And then we stumbled at the end. What was the point of all that prior effort? Like that's not, that's not the Melbourne way. Melbourne are, Melbourne are perfect. So by Melbourne standards, yeah, I'd call it, uh, disappointing still sounds harsh, but you know, underwhelming, I'm, I don't know, but, uh, for any other club, probably, you know, the best season any fan can, ex- can expect realistically. Um, but by Melbourne standards, yeah, they fell one short. And for Melbourne, that's not good enough. It was a, um, yeah, certainly a heartbreaking way to, to go out. Let's talk about the uh, the Bunnies and the Seagulls, 36 points to 16. Uh, a bit of a trouncing, Sam, even 36 to 16. Flatters Manly a bit, a couple of uh, late tries. They were well out of it, uh, a long way from the, the finish post in this one. It was a masterful performance from Souths. You, you talk about doing your homework, and I'm sure that uh, Wayne Bennett and uh, Jason sat down and found some weaknesses uh, in their defence and uh, capitalised big time. And they played with such an energy. Uh, Wayne has uh, probably watched that, or he would have sat down and watched the, the Melbourne Penrith game. And um, 
he would have come up with some ideas already on on, on how they can um, you know pull apart this Penrith team. How much um, do you think both teams will take out of that uh, the opening week of the finals? Penrith you know, maybe got a little bit distracted trying to bomb to Blake Taff, who obviously did a, a great job at the back, and you know didn't really get towards it, having a, a plan B. Um, they absolutely smashed South earlier in the year. That's probably you know well in the past now. They were still far too good for them late in the season, and then probably a little bit surprised that that South were as good as they were in in week one of the finals. Um, yeah, how much do you think both teams? will take out of that that game a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, to be honest, I think they'll drop a bomb on all those games because, um, again, the, the grubbing early in the year was uh, a massive blowout. And uh, I think that was t- a totally different South Sydney team than... Do you um, obviously it's re- relatively uncommon for uh, the teams that you know played in week one of the finals to play again in the uh, the, the big day without wanting to bring back too many uh, unhappy memories for yourself. Yeah. You're involved uh, last time it, it happened. I mean, when you reflect on that, um, you know, those you know we all know that the rivalry that the Broncos and Cowboys had and just you know pretty much incapable of playing a game that wasn't an absolute you know thrilling you know grandstand finish. But um, yeah, f- from your reflections, is that you know do you, do you carry scars? Do you carry confidence, or you how do you treat it? Uh, I'm sure I'm sure that Ivan Cleary would touch on that uh, briefly throughout this week and, and how the Cowboys uh, face that disappointment of, of losing uh, in the first round. Finals and had to go and in that grand final that is hung in there. And uh, whether whether that was because they were playing us uh, at the Broncos, uh, whether that was just the mentality they had in the grand final. So uh, it, it, it's hard to say uh, if it was or if it wasn't. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it it's good to see that you know these two teams played each other only a few weeks ago. Um, I'm sure there's still a little bit of uh, fire in the belly from both teams from that game. Uh, and uh, the last few games have been fairly, fairly tight games. And, uh, you know, it might be another nail body, uh, one point, two points in this. So, yeah, sit back, enjoy, and uh, I can't wait. Well, it truly could be. Uh, Kenny, what about Manly? They, um, you know, the, all the knocks on them coming in was they hadn't really uh, done it against a, a good team and they got absolutely pummeled twice in uh, the space of three weeks in the, the final series. Obviously, a, a huge comeback from them from where they were at the start of the year, but um, do they maybe just sort of finish up, you know, where they deserve to finish up, sort of fourth or fifth best team in the, the comp? Yeah, I think I, I think they had a, a good season because obviously they started terribly and, had a good finals run, but I think their their run into the finals was um, higher than their station in the league. If if you know what I'm saying, like I don't think they probably should have gone on to to get as far as they did. Um, but you know they've got a champion player um, in a in a key position that's basically leading the team, and and they had um, you know they won off the back of him. Um, but yeah, their final showing wasn't particularly good at all. Uh, but the rest of their season, um, well, they, they lost their first four or five games, didn't they? I had them for the wooden spoon for most of it. I had them for the wooden spoon after the Tigers beat them in trials. That's how deluded I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to go as far as they did, great season. But I think, I mean, there was comments from from um, Foreign in the in the papers today saying they'd sort of need to work out what to do, like not to rely on on Turbo so much, which I think is fair. Once you've got you've got that asset. To, to utilize you just out of you did you'd continually fall back to him because he's always going to drag you over the line but i think um moving forward they're, they're probably going to need to find a a couple more um a couple more options for them on the park but still pretty good season 
How do you rate them, Sam? Obviously, you know, some some huge highs, but um, yeah, pretty soundly beaten uh, in a few big games when it counted. Yeah, to be honest, if Manly made the grand final, I would have been uh, surprised. Uh, and it would have been off the back of, uh, of Turbo uh, and his fantastic form uh, that he's shown throughout this, uh, this season um, since he came back from his injury. So, um, you know, I think they finish where they probably deserve to finish. Um, I think that there's a few things they need to work on. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of good there uh, for them. Uh, to, to build on for next year. And they just have to make sure they nail their start. They wouldn't be chasing the tail as much when it came to the end of the season because they can uh, pat, pat themselves on the back for the season that they had, for sure. For sure. And the wily old coach, uh, Wayne Bennett, I think becomes the first coach to take four different clubs to a, uh, a grand final. He's coached, what is it, 800 and something first grade games, you know, in his 70s now. He's been there and, and done it all before. He, he is the master. Um, you know, it's uh, you know that when he's coaching a team, they're not going to be going in, you know, overly stressed or underprepared. He just, he knows how to, to taper a season and get the best out of his players. Yeah, there's a few, uh, few grand finals there uh, for Wayne. Uh, maybe there's a few undocumented too back in the Old Testament days. When <laughs> You know, Wayne has been around forever. He knows what this week's all about. Um, you know, one thing that I always remember about Grand Final Week with Wayne, I only had two of them, but uh, he made sure they were fun because uh, they are an enjoyable time because you have worked so hard uh, to get to that point in time. So, you know, early on, the, on in the week, uh, he makes sure training's a little bit funny. He makes sure that you're enjoying uh, all the animations that you're involved in through the NRL. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, put your kid on and you're on that field it's uh it's heads on focus and uh make sure you're, you're out there to uh seal the deal because um there's no use putting all that hard work uh to leave empty handed uh, i think um there's some uh some, some fantastic stories there uh in this um in this bunnies team i think uh, benji marshall as well uh playing uh in a grand final was it after 15 years of not being in one you know the conversation he had with uh with wayne bennett Uh, yeah, there's some uh, there's some great stories there that uh, will probably dominate uh, front and back page of the papers uh, this week, and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, seeing two old guys uh, holding up a trophy in Wayne Bennett and Benjamin Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Might be uh, supported and, and helped. There's, um, there's, there's no shortage of, of wonderful stories heading into this week. Obviously, you know, Wayne, we've we've spoken about his fourth club to a grand final. Benji, I think, is an absolutely magnificent story. He's a terrific, you know, he's been a wonderful player over a long period, a fantastic person as well. The, the things that he's done off field, you know, very few players that have inspired a whole generation of kids the way that, that Benji has for him to get to two grand finals so far apart. Even, you know, someone like Cody Walker, who didn't even debut until he was 26 and the, the form he's been able to show after... You know, having a career that like it might never even get off the ground when he was in his, his mid-20s, gone on to be one of the truly elite players in the game. And then, you know, Penrith with, um, you know, some of their really likable young players and, you know, someone like Isaiah Yo who's been through a lot, you know, come from the, the country and turn into one of the elite middle forwards in the game. Kenny, I wanted to get your thoughts on probably Benji first up. He's, um, you know, so popular across the game as, you know, a, a Tigers fanatic. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of you that would be happy for him to be raising up the uh, the trophy on the big day. Uh, I am, I'm all in on 
as much success as as the universe can give Benji Marshall before he retires. Because I've said it before, like I'm a I'm a huge Tigers fan, and I thank Benji for everything he, he did for the club. But had he played for another club, he probably would have already picked up another couple of premierships or like some higher achievements than what he already has. I think his loyalty to that club probably um, held his career back a little bit. Um, and that might be harsh on the Tigers, but I mean, it just shows he's, he's, he went to the, he spent so long with the Tigers, didn't play finals, went to the Broncos and the Dragons and played finals there. And now he's gone to South and he's playing in a grand final. I think it's an amazing story. And like to have such a, a storied career and potentially have grand final sort of bookending it, like his second or third year of first grade and then his last year of first grade, it's tremendous. And it also means um, that story itself takes a lot of the heat off the rest of the Rabbitohs team. So like, you know, it's another Bennett masterstroke, I suppose, having Benji there outside of what he does on the field, but to sort of soak up all of the news pressure. Um, so the story is not, you know, um, their young fullback coming in um, four games under his belt in a grand final. And it's not really about is Adam Reynolds, does he have a dodgy knee and can't kick or whatever. It's all about how good's Benji Marshall and Benji's, you know, he's big enough and professional enough to take all that um, and, you know, make stories out of it. So it, it doesn't, so, you know, he takes pressure off the team in that regard as well. I think it's amazing. I will be all in on South Sydney come grand final day. That's for sure. I hope he gets it. Sam, uh, we're running out of time, but uh, heading into the uh, the big day, we've talked about all the great storylines. Uh, what do you think is the key factor and, and who's going to win based on, um, you know, the, the key strengths or weaknesses? Yeah, well, uh I think um, uh, the Penrith Panthers' defence is going to be on form again. Uh, but um, I just I've loved watching South Sydney this year uh, pick apart teams, and uh, you know, they would have learned a lot from uh, playing Penrith already twice this year, uh, and then once in the finals. Uh, and I think their attack is going to be on song. Uh, I've been that such a what he's going to be doing next. He might uh, be up here in, in Brisbane and coaching uh, whatever the next Queensland team is. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him uh, finish his time at South Sydney with a premiership. And I think a well-deserved uh, premiership for a coach to have been uh, and had such a long, long career and grown and developed with the game. I, I retired three years ago and the game's a totally different game I knew when I was playing three years ago. Um, so uh, he, he's very smart. He knows rugby league. What about you, Kenny? Who wins and why? Uh, I don't know. My heart says Souths. My head <laughs> probably says Penrith, unfortunately, just based on the the ruthlessness or the the the, the dogged the, the dogged determination they had against Melbourne. Um, that sort of, you know, Python-like way they just strangled them and didn't let them get out and didn't let them score. And some of that goal line defense, I just think if they can get up after that game against, after their first up loss to South and after that game to get up and play the game they did against Parramatta and to back it up after the world had written them off again against Melbourne, if they can continue that one game further, then, then they'll win, unfortunately, because I really want 
Souths and Benji Marshall to pick up the ring at the end of the day. Certainly um, has been some premiership defence from them uh, through the finals so far and a cracking uh, grand final in wait. Before we finish up, last question for you, Sam, your little mate, Billy Slater, uh, taking over the uh, the Maroons job, coming in without a lot of coaching experience, but with an absolute wealth of, you know, he bleeds Maroon, he, he knows everything about origin, very smart, very professional, very uh, well-prepared, um, could be, you know, one of the, the great origin coaches if we what we've seen from him as a, a player over his playing career is able to, to translate to the coaching arena. Yeah, well, I see that origin coaching role as um, uh, you're more of a uh, you're there to guide the players at the end of the day. These players are the best of the best in their state uh, when you pick them, and, and that coaching role is more of a there's an there's an aura about it. Mel had it for years. I think Freddie's got that with the New South Wales boys at the moment. Um, I think Billy would come into this uh, into this role with that aura behind him, uh, and saying that he's got a uh, he's got a, uh, his phone is full of some fantastic phone numbers as well and numbers that he can call up and call to him to help him out. So uh, I'm sure that uh, Jonathan Thurston will be sniffing around uh, for an assistant uh, coach in the role. Um, I'm sure that Cam Smith will be in there as well. Um, who knows, you, you might even see Cooper Cronk in there as well helping out. So uh, I think he's going to do a great a great job. He, he knows and understands the game so well. He is your ultimate rugby league nerd. Uh, he come up plays. And, you know, Craig Bellamy uh, took all the credit for coaching that Melbourne Storm, Storm uh, team for a long period of time. But to be honest, it was probably Cooper Cronk, uh, Billy Slater and Cam Smith uh, mm. that were out there on the field doing all the hard work. Um, that changing things on the spot. Uh, and I'm sure that Craig pushed them in the right direction and helped them out. Billy's going to do a fantastic job. Um, the pride and passion of his points and uh, also his knowledge for rugby league. So I've got a really high mindset for this. That he very much has a supplier. Players come in and look up to him. And the only weird thing that's going to happen is there's, there's players in that Queensland team that have played with Billy before. Uh, so you know, you'll have to try to make sure that uh, uh, he gets that balance right between that friendly Excited uh, going forward to see what uh, what Queensland produce over the next couple of seasons with uh, with the Fantastic insights there, uh, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sunday session. Um, terrific insights as well into the two preliminary finals. Kenny, thank you as always, and thanks to everyone for listening. A, a wonderful grand final uh, coming up in store. Can't wait for it to kick off. Um, we'll be back, I think, with a special uh, episode of the Sunday session uh, post-grand final next week, so stay tuned for that one and uh, enjoy the footy. Thanks, Sam.